the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Chatting with Dr. Dunn today, doing well. I'm Randy Corcoran, guest hosting. Always a pleasure to be with what Dr. Dunn used to refer to as backbone country. In fact, as I was driving in, I don't know if this is a good thing to share or not. As I was driving in to do the show, I was feeling kind of bummed because I had to leave my family, a couple of my kids and their kids and one in the breadbasket heading off to Hawaii. And so we had the whole family together. And I had to leave, but, um, uh, you know, I'd made this commitment several weeks ago, so obviously I wanted to be here as well. But I was driving over, and I was just trying to think, well, you know, if if Matt's not here, and I don't want to use, you know, backbone country, because that's his thing, how do we refer to the backbone family? Backbone family is one. And it popped into my head that uh, maybe we could just refer to all of us as backboners, and then, and that really worked for me for about two minutes. And then I went, oh, crap. <laughs> so anyway, that's the sad state of affairs inside my mind. And uh, so if you've got any ideas, or maybe you love backboners, I heard, <laughs> I heard Blake just about blow up behind the glass there. Um, whatever. All right, we went to break. We were just playing some World War II propaganda. And I didn't source it or anything. You can tell talking about the, you know, you remember, you've seen uh, the commercials, black and white commercials that they used to play at the movie theaters when people were at the movies in the 40s as we were gearing up for the war. And and all rah-rah and, and you know, really inspiring, cool stuff, really. Um, and then the second clip there went into, oh, we lost it. Hey, can you bring that back to 20 seconds? I don't know what happened there. Um, then we went to, it was the same clip, but it flipped to, um, talking about civilian support and, you know, all of the people that were working hard in industry and elsewhere at home. And, uh, and it was just designed to keep people focused, keep people on track and have people, um, you know, supporting the war effort. Now that was, that was world war two. So. Of course, easy to get behind after being attacked, Pearl Harbor by Japan, finally understanding everything that was going on in Germany. I mean, the New York Times didn't want to report on the concentration camps, but it all became pretty clear to most Americans the atrocities that were going on against Jews and others in Germany. And so, you know, I guess there's a difference between good war propaganda and bad war propaganda. But one of the things I liked about this clip, and I grabbed some of these from, um, I forget the name of the podcast. It was Jack Posobiec's podcast. Uh, He's just really brilliant on some of the histories, the deep inside military, um, you know, not a a special ops dude. Yeah, he, he, um, he produces Human Events Daily, but that's not what he calls the podcast, I don't think. Anyway. Yeah, it was the Sunday special. That's right. But uh, it flipped then from all of the World War II American propaganda to what's going on in Ukraine right now. 
know. We know Russia will lose. And we, we really know the victory. The victory will change the world. And this will be a change that the world has long needed. Really? Is it going to change your life? Do we need to be... Ex Listen, we are sending over now military equipment that Ukrainians aren't trained to take care of. They're not trained on how to fix, uh, in some cases, operate this equipment. So what happens if some of our people who are over there, not soldiers, not there to fight, wink, wink, but they're over there to work on stuff, to train or whatever, and they get killed. A missile gets dropped or a, a car bomb or just any number of things. And then all of a sudden, are we going to say, well, we can't allow that to happen. We, the American forces, have to go over and protect the people that we've put on the ground to try and pump up, prop up, and support the technology and the equipment that we have provided with this open checkbook to Ukraine. It is a very dangerous time right now. And the propaganda continues. In recognizing a communist, physical appearance counts for nothing. If he openly declares himself to be a communist, we take his word for it. If a person consistently reads and advocates the views expressed in a communist publication, he may be a communist. If a person supports organizations which reflect communist teachings or organizations labeled communist by the Department of Justice, she may be a communist. If a person defends the activities of communist nations while consistently attacking the domestic and foreign policy of the United States, she may be a communist. If a person does all these things over a period of time, he must be a communist. But there are other communists who don't show their real faces, who work more silently. Yeah, well, unless you're on the Denver City Council, then you're just proud of it. It's just incredible. Some of the things that, uh, what's her name? Is it Cindy DeBaca? I forget. Uh, and on the Aurora. Uh, we've, we have, as I recall... Certainly a self-avowed socialist, maybe a self-avowed communist running for mayor of Aurora. If it walks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, and Blake said, if you do this, that, and the other, you might be a redneck. But why should we ignore the things that people are telling us, the actions that they're taking, the philosophies and the policies that they're pushing forward. Of course, we should not. We're propagandized just listening to CBS News on 710knus.com. I heard about the uh, a ship that or a boat that overturned and a bunch of people were died, were, were died and a bunch of people died, were killed, I think, were drowned. And CBS News refers to them as migrants. They're all migrants now, whether they're smuggling children, smuggling fentanyl, just breaking into our country by the tens, the hundreds, the thousands. And now since the Biden administration, the millions, they're just migrants. They're not illegal aliens. You can't, you know, human beings aren't illegal. Talk about propaganda. 
And it's happening every single day. I heard, I, I did something today that I just never do anymore. I never listen to the Sunday shows. I don't care about Fox News Sunday, Meet the Depressed, Deface the Nation. I don't care about any of those shows right now. But I was doing some other work. And uh, I thought, well, we'll see what those are like these days. And there was a Republican on with, um, oh, what's her name? It's this week with George Stepp on all of us, but Marsha McCallum, is it Marsha? Martha, Martha McCallum was, uh, was filling in for George Stepp on all of us. And a Texas congressman, I wrote down his name, I think. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, Mike McCauley from Texas, no less. And he spews out the typical watered down line talking about America that we're a democracy. Now, listen, I understand the definition of democracy that, you know, decisions that are made by a voting populace and all of that. But the reason, the intentional reason that the Democrats have forced that into the mainstream and now even good conservative Republicans are using that line is because they do not want you to remember. They do not want you to understand. They do not want you to learn about the United States of America and what it means to be a constitutional republic, period. They don't want it. As part of the reason I'm sure that I've turned off so much of the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine. I just can't stand the propaganda. Migrants, not illegal aliens. A democracy, not a constitutional republic. When will, will it ever end? I tend to doubt it. However, this segment will end. We'll get back to your phone calls when we come around on the other side. I've got a little bit more of this audio Two things. We're not quite halfway done with the show. Two things. Well, three, really. We absolutely have to talk about Scott Adams, Dilbert being canceled. Woody Harrelson on Saturday Night Live. The Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus from a lab. Backbone Radio continues next. All right. This one you're probably a little more familiar with. The Canadian band. April Wine. Roller. I used to be a music DJ, so it's kind of fun to play a little bit here with you on Backbone Radio. The uh, lead singer, Miles Goodwin, good rock roots. He was born in Woodstock, except for him, it was Woodstock, Canada, up in New Brunswick. Dude is 74 years old now. The drummer, great drummer, Jerry Mercer, 83 years old now, was a cattle farmer. And they, uh, another one of those bands had some great music, but just never quite made it to the top. Anyway, having some fun on Backbone Radio. I'm Randy Corcoran from Saturday Nights. I do 5 to 8 p.m. I will be gone next week because I'm going to be hanging out in CPAC. And uh, thanks to 710KNUS, one definite bonus of uh, having those press credentials is it gets you into cool places like Western Conservative Summit and CPAC and elsewhere. I've been going out there for a number of years. I know that Donald Trump is going to be there. Um, Ron DeSantis, uh, Nikki Haley. I'm wondering about uh, what's the new guy, Vavasky, Vavinsky. I forget his name. I'm bad. You know me. If you know me, I am bad with names if I don't write them down. But something Ramsey, a young guy, like 37 years old, super successful businessman, running as a Republican, but on a really 
populist platform talking about the importance of American culture and sort of getting back to basics. We're going to explore that a little bit later on in this show when we hear the at least a chunk of the monologue that Woody Harrelson did on Saturday Night Live last night where it, he appears to be calling out the pharmaceutical cabal that basically took control of the world about three years ago. And it's good timing, given that the federal government is now starting to admit or consider as possible, uh, in fact, maybe not more likely than not, but no longer forbidden to be talked about, that the Chinese Communist Party Wuhan virus actually emanated from a lab in Wuhan. That's the FBI talking. That's the Department of something or other talking. We'll get into those details. I'll pull that story back up when we get to it. But we seem to be staying focused on Ukraine. And I want to continue that conversation, come back to your calls in just a second. We've been playing just kind of some basic war propaganda to remind us how the media works on our minds. That last clip about recognizing a communist, I, I just thought it was funny to sneak in there because, man, you look around, Denver City Council, Aurora City Council, mayoral candidates, um, the Biden administration, people in Congress self-avowed, they, they couch it in different terms, but they're espousing communism and they are all among us now. My good buddy Trevor Loudon has done multiple books, multiple documentaries exposing the enemies within and identifying the communists that are literally voting members, people who couldn't get a security clearance to drive a school bus but managed to get into Congress and are voting on policies here in the United States of America. So let me just get done with this war propaganda, and then we'll get right back to the phones. Condemnation of Russian President Vladimir Putin as world sport takes a stand, from the football pitch to the Paralympics and motor racing. Bans implemented and events cancelled as the door is slowly shut on Russia. For the first time in recent memory, we are seeing the likes of FIFA, UEFA, and other giants crumble under global pressure to take a united front. Russian teams are banned from competition. Sporting events are moved or cancelled altogether. Sponsorships across all sports and divisions are ended. These are just some of the outcomes so far as the international sporting community moves to further isolate Russia. Yeah, the canceling of Putin and Russia. If you look at this from the Russian side, from the, the way Putin describes it, and I've heard Mark Levin, I've heard others talk about this. Again, no war historian, no war strategist, no war expert trying to figure out how I feel about us pumping these unlimited resources, seemingly tiptoeing closer and closer to the brink of a war, clearly a proxy war with Russia. And now China and Russia are allying themselves uh, with, of course, any country that is looking for world dominance or simply being at the top of the military, financial and other food chains has to do away. I don't mean eliminate, but but cripple, remove the United States as the longtime sole superpower in the world. And is that what we're watching happen? From Putin's perspective, promises were made when Ukraine gave up their nuclear missiles and Russia promised to defend the integrity of Ukraine's borders. NATO, United States promised to defend 
the integrity of Ukraine's borders. And that's the justification for NATO, for the United States, with really very little financial and other help from NATO. But that's the justification used for the United States to be stepping in there. But from Russia's perspective, they don't want NATO military, NATO bases on their borders. And we've made promises in that regard, too. And yet we seem to be breaking them, trying to get Ukraine and other European countries that border or near to Russia into NATO. So it's just so much more complicated than the simple, easy, we should mind our own business and stay home. And yet we don't have $150 billion to send to Ukraine while we have drug addicts, homeless people wide open borders, serious crime, extremely high energy prices, gas, food, etc. It's a very complicated situation. Let's uh, let's talk to Joe in Arvada and see what's on his mind about Ukraine tonight. Good evening, Joe. Hi, Randy. It it is complicated. There's um there's so many things going on right now that are tied to Ukraine. I I don't know if you've seen this, but they have video and pictures on the Daily Mail of some of the oligarchs' wives that ha- are are uh, uh, hustling money across into Hungary, twenty-two million American dollars found in their luggage, and that's a lot of money. Wow! Uh, if, you, if you try, yeah, they uh, there are pictures of it, so you can see it, and I, I guarantee you, it, it is coming right out of the American taxpayers' hide. That that money is not making it to the to the battlefield. See, you know, you look at 150 billion, where did it all go? You know, you keep hearing, "Oh, well, we 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 poured some some tanks and stuff like that," but but most of that was already created stuff that we moved over there. These monies are being sent over probably mostly digitally, but there's also currency and it, it is disappearing, and nobody knows really where it, where it went. Uh, that That's one issue. The other issue is we are the ones uh, making this war continue. People think that it's the Russians. People think it's the Ukrainians. They've been fighting forever. Everybody should realize they those two uh, groups have been fighting back and forth for a long time. Yes, Russia invaded but but here's the thing. They want a, a a deal. And and Donald Trump said it very clearly. 24 hours, he'd have a deal done. Joe Biden could have a deal done right now. He could have a deal done. Why don't they want a deal done? It's simple. The elite Democrats and the elites of the world are feeding at the trough of Ukraine. They are sucking this money down, whether it's military, industrial complex, ma- making planes and tanks and bullets. Uh, you know, that's why the why do you think the Republicans are supporting it? Or I should say the establishment Republicans, they're feeding at the trough of all of these uh, contractors that are coming in and stuffing their bank accounts and feeding that money into the the Republicans, the establishment like Mitt Romney and I, I could, Mitch McConnell, they're all got their hands in the cookie jar. And you, that's what's going on with Ukraine. You got it, Joe. We're hitting the wall. 
But uh, powerful comments as always. Love the Backbone Radio audience. And we've got more. Stick around on 710. Man, we're getting the Canadian-American influence tonight. Great work from Lewis and Blake for Backbone Radio. Thank you, guys. Another one of those bands that just never quite got there, but they did some amazing stuff, especially when one of their founding members who played um, played guitar and mandolin, all kinds of strings, uh, named Brian Doherty, died at 51 years old of cancer. You know, you get on my side of 50, and that feels pretty darn young. This is terrifying. All right, we're back. We're a little over halfway through Backbone Radio. I do want to get through and out of this sort of propaganda and Ukraine part of the conversation because there's so many other things I want to share with you. U.S. Department of Energy and the FBI are now saying that it uh, seems likely that the virus came from, uh, most likely, arose from a laboratory leak in Wuhan, China. And, man, I have been talking about this since the first three months of the pandemic, not because I'm some scientist, not because I have some deep inside information, but because I was willing to read around the propaganda. And it didn't make sense. I know there are some who say, oh, it's just like every other virus. And, you know, that comes from an animal and then turns into humans. And, you know, it's bird flu, different version of bird flu. But there were too many coincidences. The Wuhan lab, the... Fauci connection and the National Institute of Health and the efforts to weaponize these biological, these viruses to make them into biological weapons to strengthen their ability to kill and damage humans. And when we talked about it, gosh, almost three years ago now, think about it, three years since COVID really first started. We were called conspiracy theorists. We were called kooks. And more importantly, we were ordered to cease and desist. And no, I don't mean like by bosses here at 710 KNUS or anything like that. I mean, if you were on Twitter under the old Twitter regime, if you're on Facebook, you'd get censored. You'd get your posts tagged. If you used, you know, Wuhan lab and virus uh, creation, those words together. You were singled out. You were shut down, and you were called a kook. It's just like the 2020 election. More and more evidence coming out. The Dominion versus Fox News trial had some very interesting discovery with admissions, internal communications from people like Eric Coomer and Dominion about the vulnerabilities, the hackabilities of their machines. And it's all there in writing now. It's not speculation. It's not um, conspiracy theorizing. It's not fake news or fake talk radio. It's just finally, as so often happens with persistence and refusing to back down, not refusing to take in new information, not refusing to listen to an opposing view like so many on the other side insist on, but simply keeping your eyes open and not buying into factcheck.org and Snopes and the Washington Compost and the New York Slimes and all of the big wig, corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine. These stories are coming out, and it's time that 
Some people open their eyes. I have no problem with people who see it the other way. What I cannot stand, and especially if they're willing to talk about it, what I cannot stand is the look down your nose, I'm smarter than you, and by the way, I don't even want to talk about it because you're just that stupid. And there's been so much of that in America. Thanks to Elon Musk, some of that is becoming uncovered now. The government collusion with with big tech and social media companies to silence debate about the election, debate about the virus, and on and on and on down the list. It's the great awakening, and it's why I'm so inspired, so fired up, so optimistic, even though I know it's going to be rough going, optimistic about the future for my kids and their kids and your kids and their kids as well. We just got to stay strong. We just got to keep pushing back, never back down. All right. I want to finish up some of this war propaganda because I just found this, uh, uh, some of it old, some of it new, so very interesting while we try and figure out what's really happening and where our priorities ought to lie with this Ukrainian war. Let's face it. The threat of hydrogen bomb warfare is the greatest danger our nation has ever known. Enemy jet bombers carrying nuclear weapons can sweep over a variety of routes and drop bombs on any important target in the United States. The threat of this destruction has affected our way of life in every city, town, and village from coast to coast. These are the signs of the time. Only in practice now, a rehearsal, a training exercise. Tomorrow, this siren may mean the real thing. And if you hear it, as you drive in your auto, as you sit in your office, or work at your bench, wherever you are, what will you do? What will happen to you? Let's face it. Your life, the fate of your community, and the fate of your nation depends on what you do when enemy bombers head for our cities. I listen to that, it sends shivers up and down my spine. And then I look at a young whippersnapper like Blake Gallagher behind the glass here on Backbone Radio, who hears that crackly, staticky sound that sounds like, you know, some over-dramatized soap opera out of a bad movie someplace. But if you're my age or older, you lived it. Those sirens went off and you went under your desk in school. You had those drills. You had those air raids. You knew your parents when they listened to the news and saw what was going on in Cuba and saw all the posturing between Kennedy and, and Russian leaders and all of those things that were going on, that these were very real concerns. And now we've got Putin willing to talk about everything being on the table in Russia. To defend Russia and our people, we will certainly make use of all weapon systems available to us. This is not a bluff. The citizens of Russia can rest assured that the territorial integrity of our motherland, our independence and freedom will be defended, I repeat, by all the systems available to us. Those who are using nuclear blackmail against us should know that the wind can turn their way. We've always believed in MAD, 
MAAD, Mutually Assured Destruction. Maybe it's just 1A, Mutually Assured Destruction. That was the balancing act. That's why Russia would never launch on America. That's why America would never launch on Russia. But it only takes one. You're hearing repeatedly in the news that Iran is now enriching, what, at 85% their uranium, getting very close to nuclear grade, nuclear weapons grade. And, you know, their first target's going to be Israel. Thank God Benjamin Netanyahu is back in charge of that country. The capabilities of the Israeli military are just unimaginable, and they're not constrained by the woke nonsense that has poisoned the United States military at this time. The focus on gender reassignment and and pronouns and all of the ridiculous nonsense to try and make every individual feel good about themselves, regardless of their own dysphoria, their own oddities, their own individualities, trying to accommodate everybody and thereby making the entire thing a great big joke. And we're sending off our weaponry. We're, we've given away, well, we've sold off our strategic reserves right before an election, coincidentally. We're sending our military equipment over to Ukraine while we aren't replacing it at a fast enough pace, upgrading it. China has been building their military for more than a decade at a breakneck pace using, again, American dollars, stealing our technology, our patents. Unbelievable what we as Americans have put up with. And that's why it's so important to be a part of the Great Awakening. Don't put up with it anymore. When the people stand up in unison, the government has to back down. That's the way it works in America. Ronald Reagan, Donald Trump coming up on Backbone Radio. Stay. Keeping the energy high on Backbone Radio. Randy Corcoran here from Saturday nights. That's a vintage trouble. Run like the river. Unless you're like a Netflix Netflix Teenage Bounty Hunters fan, you probably haven't heard that song. But it does rock, and we do appreciate it. We're going to get back to the phones. I want to wrap up this segment. This uh, Really, we've done almost two hours that have stayed focused on Ukraine. Still trying to figure out what's right, where our priorities ought to be. I certainly know that we're spending our money stupidly, that we're sending our weaponry away without replacing it. We're putting ourselves at risk. And this, the leader, Zelensky, who's being touted as a hero, uh, some of the things I've seen in just doing some research on him, uh, playing naked, standing naked on a stage next to another naked man, covering their genitalia with their string instruments and performing the uh, the sexualized dancing that he used to do, uh, comedian as well. I mean, it doesn't mean anything to me. Maybe he's the right leader for the right time. Ronald Reagan was a movie actor, after all. But man, oh man, there are some things that just don't fit. And when I see video of what looks like military, uh, Ukrainian military, tying a citizen, taping a citizen to a pole with duct tape and pulling down his pants and humiliating and mocking and taking pictures, and you read about churches that are being shut down and, and the press that is being silenced over there, 
And one of our callers mentioned the millions of dollars that are flowing out across the border, American dollars, from these hundred plus, hundred and tens of billions of dollars that we have just just signed another blank check because we don't have the money to pay for it. So there's always – I mentioned Ronald Reagan, and maybe before we get back to the phones, we should just hear a little calm, cool, and collected from the Gipper. And we will never stop searching for a genuine peace, but we can assure none of these things America stands for through the so-called nuclear freeze solutions proposed by some. The truth is that a freeze now would be a very dangerous fraud, for that is merely the illusion of peace. The reality is that we must find peace through strength. I would have... Gee, hadn't heard that line before. I would agree to a freeze if only we could freeze the Soviets' global desires. A freeze at current levels of weapons would remove any incentive for the Soviets to negotiate seriously in Geneva and virtually end our chances to achieve the major arms reductions which we have proposed. Instead, they would achieve their objectives through the freeze. Yes, let us pray for the salvation of all of those who live in that totalitarian darkness. Pray they will discover the joy of knowing God. But until they do, let us be aware that while they preach the supremacy of the state, declare its omnipotence over individual man, and predict its eventual domination of all peoples on the earth, they are the focus of evil in the modern world. It was C.S. Lewis who, in his unforgettable screw tape letters, wrote, The greatest evil is not done now in those sordid dens of crime that Dickens loved to paint. It is not even done in concentration camps and labor camps. In those, we see its final result. But it is conceived and ordered, moved, seconded, carried, and minuted in clear, carpeted, warmed, and well-lighted offices by quiet men with white collars and cut fingernails and smooth-shaven cheeks who do not need to raise their voice. Well, because these quiet men do not raise their voices, because they sometimes speak in soothing tones of brotherhood and peace, because like other dictators before them, they're always making their final territorial demand, some would have us accept them at their word and accommodate ourselves to their aggressive impulses. But if history teaches anything, it teaches that simple-minded appeasement or wishful thinking about our adversaries is folly. It means the betrayal of our past, the squandering of our freedom. So I urge you to speak out against those who would place the United States in a position of military and moral inferiority. President Reagan, the great communicator. President Trump, certainly not Ronald Reagan when it comes to communicating big ideas, and yet Donald Trump is another kind of great communicator. As president, I will bring back peace through strength. Peace through strength would have never happened. You could make a peace deal. You could make a deal for both right now, 24 hours. That deal could be done. That deal is waiting to be done, but there's nobody to do it. 
I mean, look at the destruction that has been levied on Ukraine and the cost to Russia as well. They're the number of people. They brought people out of prison uh, and people who are, you know, way past their prime in age and health to uh, pump into that war. The weather's about to change. So everybody expects it to all beefen up. Is this the way America is handling? I, it can't be the right way because we are having an unlimited credit card, an open checkbook with no resources to support it, and just writing those checks. And Mitch McConnell, when he uh, he did the grand deal, the great last-minute budget before the November election or before the uh, January um, swearing in of the new House of Representatives, he took away all the not every bit of it, but took away the vast majority of power over the budget that the House of Representatives is designed to have. Those are your establishment Republicans enriching themselves on the back of the taxpayer, on the back of perhaps Ukrainians and elsewhere. Let's have one more call on Ukraine, and we're going to change topics in the next hour. Reb, man, what brings you to backbone country? This is Bubba Scout, Reb, and we got a lot of problems with enemy broadcasts like yours and your advertising, all this crap. Hey, we can sue them better now that they're all on marijuana when they get stopped for DUI, and we got better ways to get money out of them. See, that's all a scam on America with this dope. That's why we're bringing in U.S. troops. That's why we're witnesses for the people with hydrogen bombs at the Pentagon. That's why there's a JAG complaint against them. And we're going to pick up that stinking terrorist that works with 911, and then the whole state's going down. You got that? We're for real. Bubba Scout Reb. Yeah, you're going to see action here. Screw it. I don't want to hear from... <laughs> we get called by the office secretary of the Army, and we're civilians. Then he's Alex Santiago, senior advisor, Christina Warmoth, Secretary of the Army. She's a political appointee. She's never been in the military. And this is official business, United States of America, U.S. Public Law 109-3646-1076. Having all these federal agents, the military are involved with both scout rep. And we think, this is what we think of gun owners. You suck. Go to hell. All right, Bubba. Right on. Letting it all hang out here on Backbone Radio. Now, I literally would first have to take, I don't know, a Valium or something to go back and then go back and listen to really try and sort out what all that meant. I, I, just, I just don't know. But I do love the intensity, and I'm sure there's some tidbit in there that's worth, I don't know, thinking about. But... Uh, if you weren't here in the first hour, I mentioned on the drive-in, you know, I don't like backbone country because that's Matt's thing, and Matt's not here right now. So I was trying to think of what we could call the backbone family, and I, and I came up with backboners, and in a couple of minutes realized that's not so good. You guys are picking that up, uh, backbone gang, backbone rebels. I don't know. After that call from Reb, I may stay away from rebels, but uh, if you've got any other ideas, bring them on. Third hour, Woody Harrelson on Saturday Night Live. Scott Adams of Dilbert has been canceled. More of your calls. Stay with us on 710. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.